Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Fun Sized Podcast. I'm your host, Kier, and I'm super excited to welcome another returning guest today. She is a kinesiologist in Ontario, Canada, who is super passionate about helping others get relief from chronic pain and find ways to incorporate exercise into their lives that they actually enjoy. Oh, and she's also under 5'3", of course. So without any further ado, welcome to the show, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me. I just had like a great idea and I was just like, I feel like Kier would appreciate this slash want to jam with me on it. So I'm yeah. pretty excited to be here too. Absolutely. So can you talk a little bit about what you want to talk about? Yeah. So I basically came to you the other day because I've been working on building out programs, um, especially for people with chronic pain, injuries, uh, people that don't really love exercise, but want to learn how to make it feel like it fits into their life and their bodies. And I had an epiphany that I don't even know as much as I should about my menstrual cycle. And I bet a ton of women out there feel the same way as well, whether it's just, you know, they have a regular cycle, 28 days, but how am I feeling differently every day and what's safe for me to do or factor in all these other contraindications, health issues, PCOS, endometriosis, how do those things affect my performance? And how can I actually plan and optimize my month so I can give myself permission to rest and also give myself permission to exercise based on what my body can do um, on that day of the month. So now we're looking not only on our performance per week, but we're looking at the whole month to plan for it and allow for our body to feel good and use our symptoms and use how our body feels at each stage of the month to see our progress over the course of a year. So I got really jazzed about that. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited about showing people about what they can do, showing people about kind of how they're improving, even when they think they're not, because they don't see it day to day. It's just another way that you can see kind of how your whole body is shifting from the symptoms that you feel per month, how you're actually feeling when you have your period. So periodizing for your period, it's super uh, fun. Catchy, very catchy. Right? So I basically kind of wanted to get your thoughts on it, chat it out based on kind of, especially for women under 5'3", how that makes, makes it a huge difference. So I know for yeah. myself, I feel super bloated when I'm, when normal people look totally fine. I'm like, I look like I've gained 30 pounds just on I look my, like I'm almost pregnant. <laughs> just from being bloated. And I find the times when I'm actually like listening to my body and treating it well instead of forcing it to do things when my body's not feeling it makes such a huge difference in how I'll feel during those times as well yeah and it's like perfect timing for me I think because I just celebrated my one year of getting my period back um so just a little recap I lost my period for a good five years I mean I had it like once or twice sprinkled in there but let's be honest, it was like five years or so. Um, but before that I was on hormonal birth control. And so I got a period like clockwork and I never really looked into my cycle. Like I, it was just like, okay, it's coming. Like that's it. I never really used it to optimize my training. And so now after having my period for a year and like learning my body and learning the patterns and just like becoming familiar with my body again. Um, I feel like this is just such a important topic and so relatable. And it's, it's amazing what we can do once we learn like how the insides work 
and yeah. how that can make or break what happens on the outside. So for sure. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, about more how you felt and what you've noticed about your period and how that's helped make, like made you feel over the course of this year. Yeah. Um, so it's funny because there was, there was one time where my boyfriend and I, we go on runs like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's kind of like our just ritual in the morning. And there was this one time where like I had my period. I had, I got my period on a Sunday and then the next day we went on our run and I'm like, Oh no, this is going to be brutal because I'm just, you know, I'm not feeling it. And I don't, want to do this right now and I'm just gonna suck at this run and I'm probably gonna stop halfway through but I felt fucking great and I finished and it was our my best time ever and I was just like what (laughs) like that was not what I expected but I know that you know your strength does increase when you are menstruating Um, and it's really kind of like the weeks leading up to menstruation that are the more um, tired some weeks, I guess you can say. Um, so that was just like a big light bulb for me that I was like, Whoa, like this really is a thing. Like, it's not just me imagining things like this really makes a difference. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of where I started looking into what, what methodologies of training would be best for me to do at certain times of the month. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting too. And I really like kind of asking other people's stories too, because based on like my experience, like I've had like different varieties of kind of chronic pain, like throughout my whole life that I didn't even know were problems. I just felt like a lot of it was just my fault. I would go to bed and be scared about whether or not I would wake up in the morning and how I was going to feel and whether or not I was going to be even keep up with my training program, let alone function for my day. And then there's, now I have this partner that's super basically like the energizer bunny that he's like, I want to do all these things. And I'm like, I'm excited by your enthusiasm, but I also have to be aware that maybe when I wake up, I'm not going to feel my best and I'm not going to be able to do those things because they're not what's good for my body. And throughout that experience, like I've learned that even in terms of training and my background as a kinesiologist is really just training your week to be able to get all the things in that feel good. You don't have to go through a full strength program and be a bodybuilder if you don't want to, but here's how you can actually use strength for your day and then also get in some stretching and also get in some yoga without feeling like you have to do all of it all the time. Mm -hmm. And what I start to notice for myself too is that I start to notice I felt different every day. And especially with those kind of symptoms, you're just like, okay, this is a way that I can check in every day. And once I switched the, like, switched that uh, switch, um, flipped the switch, (laughs) words are hard, Um, I hope this makes it into the podcast, Um, I realized that I don't have to put that on myself, put that onus on myself to feel bad about the ways that I'm feeling. I can use it as an opportunity to see how my symptoms are evolving throughout the month and see what I can do and take some of that power back. So on days like, you know, halfway through my cycle or not even halfway after those first two days, those first two days, I'm like, right off, not going to do much. If I feel great, I will. And on those moments where I've had a really good month of like listening to my body and feeding myself well, and the weather works out, um, all I can kill it on those first two days of my period, but sometimes they're just right off days and that's okay. And giving myself permission to be like, you know what? I wasn't, 
I can't do an ultra marathon today. That's fine. I couldn't do that anyway. But at the same time, giving myself permission to back my back off myself and then easing back into strength. And then after you ovulate, that's when you start to get a little bit more progesterone. That's when things feel harder. So that estrogen, as it increases, go towards that ovulation period, you feel strong, you feel great. And what's also important to keep in mind too, is to not overreach during those times too, because that can also increase your risk of injury. Mm-hmm. So being able to feel strong, feel powerful, but still get your stretching in, still make sure of getting steps in throughout the day or cardio in is a priority too. And then once you get that ovulation period, noticing how your body tapers off towards it. Maybe you're going towards, maybe you're someone that is really into cardio, but maybe needs to focus on lower intensity strength exercises to support your hips and your upper back, because those things are going to feel super tight. I'm sure you understand as a short lady as well, Mm -hmm. we hold a lot of tension in our upper body, especially because we have things that are weighing us down. (laughs) If only people could, you know, see the gestures I'm making right now. Um, They will when we put this on YouTube. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be great. Um, Two things I want to comment on there. So you always have so many like amazing nuggets of information that I'm just like, oh, I want to say something, but I don't want to stop you because you're in such a good like, oh my God, please stop me. Yeah. So anyway, um, two things. First thing is I think it's really important to understand your cycle because of those moments when you do feel less um, energized or less um, strong because when those things happen and you're not aware of what's going on internally, what happens is you start to feel really down and you're like, why can't I do this? I'm a failure. Um, I'm falling off the wagon. I'm not strong. And you start to really, really doubt yourself. But when you understand that, like, Hey, this is my hormones talking to me. Like it, it takes less of the blame. Like it takes the blame off of you. Right. It takes that, you know, I'm not good enough away. And it's more like, okay, this is my body. And this is the signs and signals it's giving me maybe I should listen to it. Um, The second thing I want to talk about um, (laughs) is you mentioned injury. Is there a time throughout your cycle where you are more susceptible to getting an injury? Mm -hmm. Those are really good questions. So I'll address the injury piece first. Mm -hmm. Um, Because during those times, and this is not for everybody, but a lot of the time, as I said before, as our estrogen increases, we start to feel like better in our body, we feel stronger, and we feel like we have that ability to actually lift more, push more, do more. So, and that itself, estrogen is a good thing. Yes. Yes. It is a good thing. I think a lot of people think estrogen is a bad thing. I I had that belief when I was Mm -hmm. younger and competing. I was like, estrogen is bad. I want to lower it. I don't want to have estrogen. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just important to point out that it is good for you and it's good for strength. Yeah. It it can have such protective like effects on our body as well in terms of like illness and injury and stuff like that. But the trade-off with getting stronger muscular-wise is that it puts a lot of tension on our joints and a lot of tension on our tendons. Mm -hmm. So it does increase our risk of injury if we're overexerting during those times. So it's hard to say, like, is there a time where it's like, oh, you're a higher risk of injury? It's depending on what you do always. But at the same time, too, it's also dependent on the time that you're feeling and what you're outputting. So if you're feeling really strong and you're overexerting because you're like, I want to get it in because I feel good and I want to take advantage, 
you're also actually doing yourself a disservice because you're not allowing your body to progress in a natural way with progressive overload. You're actually limiting your body by trying to force it to do more things and putting you at higher risk. Now, once we get into that more progesterone high phase where we're done, we're done ovulating and we're kind of coming down from that estrogen towards our period, um, we end up, um, and I might have this backwards and I'm just trying to remember, but at the same time, we kind of feel more sluggish, more lethargic. And that's where, you know, our capacity for strength is a little bit lower, but we still have a little bit more endurance. So we can focus on walking. We can focus on getting things throughout the day. We just need to focus on more rest. Mm -hmm. So rest between sets, rest between activities, giving your body a day or two to recover, but giving yourself that active recovery as well. This is where we need to, exactly. (laughs) And especially like, this is the time where our body wants to hold on to carbs as well. So we want to make sure that we're actually like not burning. We're like, we have a little bit of extra carbs in our body. We need to maybe burn them off a little bit better, but we need to like be paying attention to how our body's feeling a little bit more because we're tired and we're not as enthusiastic and excited about it. I think that's really important to know and understand because I think also when people tend to rest, what they also tend to do is they tend to limit carbs because they think, oh, I'm not moving as much, I'm not active as much, I'm not burning as much, so I'm gonna reduce my carb intake. And sometimes that's not necessarily the right thing to do. Mm-hmm, exactly. And you know what, you can speak much more to the nutrition piece than I can, but at the same time too, when it comes to the exercise piece, being able to give yourself permission that in those times, if you're not lifting as much as you could earlier in the month, that doesn't necessarily mean you're getting weaker. Right. Sure, if you haven't lifted something in a month and you go to try to do the weight you did two months ago, yeah, it's gonna be freaking hard, especially at that time of the month. But if you've been training and you get to that time of the month and things feel harder, or things feel like your body's just a little bit different, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. It just means mm-hmm. that that time of the month is maybe go a little bit less, focus on more of an endurance phase and hypertrophy or power or strength, depending on what you need. And sometimes, unfortunately, our cycle doesn't line up with our sports performance. Um, But if you're lucky enough to not have to play a sport, you can actually tailor your training program based on that. So you can really optimize how you feel every day of the month and not have to have those negative thoughts as well, bearing, wearing us down, being like, why? Because now we have answers. Now we actually have things. We have this like internal check-in to be like, things are changing every day. It's actually can be our superpower versus our weakness. So it's awesome. Literally changing every day. I I read a book. It's called The Female Brain. I can't remember the author's name, but I, I did a whole podcast about it. And it's literally like your brain changes every single day because of your hormones. And you yeah, can use I, that to your superpower. It's not just with training. It's, it's with planning and getting shit done in your life and having a business and all these things where there are different times of the months where you're going to be better at certain things than other things. And, mm-hmm. and it's not like you can, it's not like you should sit there and be like, oh, I'm bad at this today. It's more like, okay, what am I going to be better at? And how can I plan my month out based on what I know I'm going to be feeling? Exactly. 
And I feel like also too, on that point, it's really giving us control of our body back regardless and giving us like actual control over who we want to be in our identity. Cause some people might not like may even reject that they have to have, they, they have their period in the first place. None of us really enjoy it. Some of us see it as relief. Some of us see it as like an inconvenience in our lives, but at the Thank same God time, I'm not like, pregnant. <laughs> yeah. At the same time too like like it gives you an opportunity to have something in your body that that you can control in a certain capacity not in the sense that you can necessarily control your symptoms or control how your body functions but it's something in in your body that you know is there that's keeping you safe and protecting you and letting you know when things aren't right sooner rather than later and you can really optimize your body to be able to really feel good in the moments that you need to and start to see progress over the course of a year, not only in your body composition, but also in how your energy feels, how you feel about yourself, how you feel about exercise in general. And a lot of the time, like I'm a kinesiologist in Ontario, which means that people typically come to me when they're in pain, they have an injury, or they're being told to exercise, but they've never really found anything that works for them. And it's so easy to think that the fact that fitness exists, that everyone's going to find something that works for them, but it's made for, for individual people. It's not made for you. So giving people that direction on let's figure out what you actually like and how your body feels and marrying those together to give them an option that they never might've thought is possible based on their own body is something that I think is really special. So special. Like, yeah, you freaking hit the nail on the head and I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. And I'm glad that your clients have you because that unique individualness is is so important. And that's that's something that I am so passionate about too. It's like it's not just about what works for me or what works for Sally. It like it needs to work for you and fit your schedule and fit your preferences. And you like to you need to actually like what you're doing in order for this to feel good. Yeah, exactly. Um, what has your experience been like in terms of exercise? Have you had any moments where like you felt frustrated with the way that your body performs or certain times where you're uncertain about what how you're even gonna get through your exercise program? Yeah, it's definitely between ovulation and um, day one of my period where I'm just like, eh. Like I don't feel my strongest and I just kind of, it's not like I lack motivation. I don't want to use that word, but it's just like, I don't have that energy when I wake up. Like you were saying, like, it's not, it's not like I'm like, yes, it's going to be a PR day. It's more like, okay, I'm doing this because I know it's going to make me feel good in the end. Um, but I'm not doing this to set any personal records or anything like that. Like I might've in the past. Um, and I think like with the, with the hormonal birth control that I was on, I didn't notice those things. Like it was very just day to day. Like I was able to just do the same intensity over and over and over again and never really had those moments where I was like, Ugh, this doesn't feel right. And I think, I almost in a sense was spoiled with that because I, I wasn't able to, or I didn't actually optimize my training for that. And I didn't have to, like, it was more like, I didn't know it was there kind of thing. 
if that makes yeah. any sense at all. But I think now, like going through this and and relearning my body at 28 years old, like I feel, sometimes I feel like I'm legitimately going through puberty again because I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> and it's so crazy, but it's it's been an amazing journey just to like watch my body change and learn so many things about myself as, as I'm doing this. And I'm glad that it's happening now because it's like, I have so much self-awareness. Everyone's always told me like, I have a lot of self-awareness. And so I'm able to use that to really like uncover what's happening. Yeah, that's amazing. That's what I find so inspiring about women in general. Um, and why I am continually proud to advocate for women's bodies as well, because there's so much there that we don't advocate for because we don't know whether or not it's a problem. Mm -hmm. And especially when we're, we kind of learn about our cycle and learn about puberty as we're going through it. And then the fact that we get it is dismissed or mm -hmm. if it's, if it's normal to you, and based on your um, situation, then it's dismissed in the sense because it's not changing. But at the same time, there's so many opportunities where, you know, our health can actually be managed a little bit easier if we're factoring in us as a whole person instead of us as a chronic illness or us as an injury or us as um, something specific based on our identity. It is a whole person. And I think that that's really a big motivating factor is to remind ourselves that at any age, your cycle matters. And at any age, you know, you shouldn't, you should be able to advocate yourself. You should know what are things that I should be asking my doctor about having that support to be able to see, okay, like I've noticed this over the last couple of months. Is this something that you maybe might consider talking to your doctor about? Or is this something that you've noticed for yourself and have any experience with that we can talk through and talk about to get you moving past it instead of staying in this circle? One of the biggest things I learned on my period recovery journey was that there are hormone disrupting chemicals in many of my personal care products that I used regularly. The United States has introduced over 80,000 chemicals since 1938. And I was shocked to learn that the European Union has spent the last two decades banning over 1400 ingredients from personal care products, while the United States has banned or restricted only 30 to date. The link between these chemicals and chronic health issues like hormone imbalances, cancers, Alzheimer's, and so many more is absolutely astronomical. And because I was experiencing symptoms of hormone imbalances, my dad had just been diagnosed with cancer, and both of my grandmothers were suffering from Alzheimer's, I really wanted to take every effort into taking better care of my body by using safer and cleaner products on my skin and my face. After all, I cared so much about the quality of ingredients I was putting into my body, so why didn't I consider what I put on my body as well? So I made the clean switch and I haven't looked back since because I just feel so much better knowing that I'm using products that don't have chemicals that might disrupt my hormones. So do yourself a favor and take a look at the products you use the most, especially those that sit on your skin for long enough to be absorbed into your skin, like lotion, eye creams, body wash, 
um, eyeshadow, lipstick, and so much more. A quick tip I learned is that anything with the term fragrance in the ingredients is harmful. So you can also use an app like Think Dirty to scan the barcode of your products to do a deeper search because let's be honest, nobody has time to learn the names of 1500 chemicals. If you're feeling completely overwhelmed and worried if you're using harmful products, don't worry because there are dozens of companies who are doing the work for us and advocating for change in the personal care industry. The biggest one is Beauty Counter, who matched the European Union and has banned over 1,500 chemicals from the products they offer. I absolutely love their body wash, eye cream, eyeshadow palettes, eyeliner, and counter control acne face wash and toner. I use these products daily along with a few others occasionally like lip gloss and the charcoal face mask. Oh my god, it's amazing. I was highly skeptical at first because when I hear the word clean, I just think less effective. But all of these products work just as well, if not better, than the cheap shit that I was using before. Some things are a little pricey, but they last me so much longer than anything I've ever used before. Seriously, the face wash lasted me a whole year and the eyeshadow palettes will probably last me another two. You have to check out Beauty Counter because this company changed the way I choose my products and I absolutely love everything that they're about. So go to beautycounter.com slash Kirsten Safeli and choose me as your consultant at checkout. Start with one or two products and slowly make the switch as you run out of your current products. That's what I did and it didn't hurt my wallet. So it's a really interesting thing and even just hearing about different types of birth control, some kind of just normalize your cycle, some are you're sometimes you're taking certain modalities in order to manage other types of symptoms and sometimes you're doing it for the sole purpose of just not getting your period and or to normalize symptoms especially for um, conditions like endometriosis which can be incredibly painful Mm -hmm. around your period time um so managing those things but at the same time too like your body is still functioning you still have a uterus you still have these things that are um you need to be aware of in order to function so even if they're not ever present in your life and ever present in like your day-to-day there's still things to kind of look out for and to be aware of and start to question and start to be curious about and not have to settle for the treatment you got initially and be more curious about at least in my opinion be more curious about why am i on this Uh, on this pill why do I experience these symptoms what should I be feeling and if it's not normal what can I do about it as opposed to just trying to get there as fast as possible sometimes the things that actually protect us as we get older as well are the things that might take a little longer as well but then we end up feeling more heard as a whole person instead of just handed a pill and moving on our way Mm -hmm. so yeah just about asking questions yeah, and I think what's helped me a lot is is tracking my cycle and tracking symptoms. Like not just like, oh, I got my period on these days. It's like, okay, what are the days that I am experiencing more acne? What are the days that I'm experiencing headaches, fatigue, and, um, and like all the little symptoms? And I don't know if you use an app, Jamie, but I use the Glow app, and I don't even use the paid version of it. But it's been super helpful for me to track patterns. Um, and I know there's another app out there that I tried that I didn't really like the layout of, but Mm -hmm. it does like when, 
um, when is the best time to do HIT? When is the best time to do cardio? When is the best time to do strength training? Um, and it kind of just like tells you that as you go through your cycle. I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. neat. I just didn't like the layout of it. So I kind of stopped using that. But um, yeah, I don't know if you use a, an app that you can recommend. Yeah, I mainly just, I like keeping it simple and just, I'm in that collection phase myself in terms of just being aware of what's going on. Um, and I use my Apple watch. It has like the period tracking function. So you can literally just like open it on your Apple watch and when it can say whether or not you're having your period, medium, um, light, heavy flow and different symptoms that go along with it. And you can actually start to see, okay, like after the first month I was just saying heavy, medium, light. Now Mm -hmm. the next month I'm actually focusing, okay, is that the same? And am I noticing any other symptoms? Because sometimes we, at least for me, I don't know if you experience this as well. I try to like see everything all at once. And I'm always concerned about whether or not I'm looking at the right thing or I've answered the question right. And then it takes it out of yourself. It's not about you anymore. It's about being able to like have the right answer for somebody else. And what's really helped me think about myself and my training and just also injury prevention and injury management and pain management is something that you can have, you can look at something different every month and just see how the trends change. So focusing on, again, how light or heavier period of the different areas. Then next month, seeing if that's consistent. If that stays consistent, great, start looking at other stuff. If it's not, start exploring other things as well because then you'll be able to see what trends are consistent. And you'll be able to start having this whole like data gold mind to be able to go to your doctor with, to be like, I've noticed this about my body. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you what to do and I'm not telling you how to do your job. I do not tell people to do that ever. But at the same time, this is the data that I've collected about my body. And it shows me that over the long term that something might not be right and I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Or this is when you can start maybe seeing a naturopathic doctor or a pelvic floor physiotherapist. And there's lots of options for us that we don't even know our options because we don't even know what to look for in the first place in terms of our pain and our illness and our um, injuries. And at the same time too, like whether or not they're concerns, whether or not there's something we can, we don't have to suffer with. And then we find out years later that we didn't have to suffer this whole time. And that's frustrating in itself. Mm-hmm. So a friend of mine, actually, um, she's an naturopathic doctor and has partnered with um, a physiotherapist and they've created this teen collective where they're educating teenagers on what happens in their period and getting that support and being able to get that treatment and being able to like really understand what's going on with your body, what's normal and how long you should be able, you should have to look at this for to actually see when things are a problem. Oh my God, and I yes. feel like I watched this webinar and I was like, I wish I had this when I was a teen. I This is so relevant for me now because there's certain things where I was like, I wasn't sure if this was normal and I didn't know if I could should ask about it because it wasn't severe. And we're trained to ask questions when things are severe, when mm-hmm. they don't have to. And there's lots of other options you can actually use to keep you on a trajectory that, is moving forward and always curious and always looking for that um, clarity that without as much stress. Does that make yeah. sense? Oh my God, I completely agree with you. And I'm so glad that they're teaching that because I agree. I like, I wish I would have had more information when I was younger and about like 
taking the time to actually track everything. Like it's not just going to be a a three month process where you have all the answers. Like it's going to take time. And because it's, it's month long processes, like it's, you need a lot of data to kind of like Mm -hmm. support your, I don't know, like just support what's going on and, and be able to bring something to your doctor and be like, Hey, like this has happened X amount of times, not just like once or twice, like, and, and really just get to the bottom of that. That's what I'm starting to realize is like, I've been doing this for a year now and, you know, I can look back at all my cycles and notice so many different things. And I'm watching my cycle regulate for the first time. (laughs) And it's, it's so interesting. And I have to kind of like slow down sometimes and be like, Hey, like it's only been a year. There are still more things that could you know, show themselves. There are still patterns that I might not have uncovered yet. And I have to have to just kind of keep swimming and keep tracking and, and keep seeing it as it is. That's amazing. That's very well put. I really appreciate being on this podcast because it really <laughs> reels me in, in terms of my level of excitement, but also like, what do I need to say? Because I could say 4,000 things all at once and it just comes out as hey, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Awesome to hear that like you've summarized it so nicely for yourself. And I see my main goal and I'm sure yours is as well is to reduce that overwhelm for women Mm -hmm. to really give people options of here's where you can go to get the support you need based on your concerns. If you have certain concerns around nutrition, nutrition is complicated AF (laughs) because your body's individual, your body processes things differently. So you should be able to have someone to talk to, to at least talk about those things. And maybe when we go to our doctor, we're going for those acute things. If we're working on nutrition, going to someone that specializes in nutrition, a dietitian, a nutritionist might be a good option to at least get you going in a trajectory that makes sense. You're, you stop struggling or going to a personal trainer that specializes in women under 5'3". Or going to a kinesiologist that focuses on people with pain that want that individualized solution so they can stop second guessing and questioning whether they're doing the right thing or suffering because no one needs to suffer yeah exactly exactly Exactly. (laughs) yeah cool my mission is gonna be bigger than me but this is the start and I wanted your audience to hear about it first so well I'm so happy that you reached out and I was like I was just like yes this I'm so down for this topic because it's so not talked about often enough and we need to get the word out and you know, just give that knowledge to women that we deserve. Yeah. It's all about that period talk and periodization for your period. I'm not a hundred percent on that name yet, but um, I'm going to be coming out with some more content I like it. on, you know, how people can find more information, what you can do about it. Especially what I work with is a lot of people with chronic pain. And I really, my main mission is to use that as a tool to help you at least get some answers, see your process, see your progress. And especially with chronic pain, it's not as simple as being able to lift this much more in eight weeks from now, or being able to have certain levels of body composition or have more endurance or have more this. It's, oh, I was able to wake up this many nights in a row without a setback. When I did get a flare, this is what happened. And here's how it's changing and evolving and ideally changing in an upwards direction where it's becoming less and less effective in your day. So that's really where I feel like that period piece comes in because it could be a factor for overwhelm. That's another piece of this puzzle 
that's adding to your frustration and adding to your um, overwhelm, or it could be a piece that we can use to our advantage and actually be able to take that piece away and use it towards our greater goal. I love that. I, I always say there's so many pieces to the puzzle and you need to have them all aligned in order to see that pretty little picture that you want to see so bad. So yeah. Yeah, there's so many pieces and, and you've got to have them all lined up the right way. You can't just have a few. Yeah. So cool. Is there anything you want to promote? Anything you want to throw out there? Yeah. So if anybody's looking to find with me, I'm all find me and work with me. Um, you can always, um, look, look me up at, at the movement maven on Instagram and also check out my website, uh, the movement maven.com. Um, I'm doing like free discovery calls to see if people qualify to work with me or just to learn more about their stories and what they're really looking for in terms of managing their period with training and really, especially people in pain with injuries. If you've had an injury, I want to talk to you about what you've been through. So yeah, at this point, it's just learning. So I'm always hoping, hoping to learn from other people as well. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your expertise in this subject. I really, really appreciate it. And I always love talking to you and I can't wait to have you on again. Thanks for having me. Okay, so we thought we wrapped it up here, but we ended up talking some more, of course. So here's a little bonus snippet for all of you. I think kind of looking into the whole hormonal birth control thing and seeing if that still plays a role. Um, and I know it does. I think it just depends on what kind of birth control, right? Like, I think it just depends on, like, if you're actually ovulating and stuff. Because I know, for me, when I wasn't ovulating... I wasn't getting these hormones that, you know, go in a cycle at all. Like it was all just, mm. so I, I know that, you know, some types of hormonal birth control might take those big things down to just kind of like little waves and that mm -hmm. might not be so apparent um, for some people to notice. Yeah. And what I think might be a really cool opportunity is I can always um, reach out to my friend who's a naturopathic doctor that runs the team collective mm -hmm. um, and suggest to come on this podcast as well to talk about that specifically. That'd because, be cool like, if I did like a three-way. Yeah. Especially because like, or even just on her own, like being able to see like the, because having those, those effects where you're stabilizing your hormone level, that's actually affecting your body. What does that do for your body in the long term? Like, mm -hmm. how does that affect your health to be able to eliminate altogether? And like, especially when you have certain symptoms or certain issues, like, is that really what's going to work best for you? Or are you doing this to get like an inconvenience dealt with? Or right. is it like, you're just getting the wrong thing um, treated like for endometriosis is like the only thing I can really think of right now that's so severe in terms of its pain that you would need that because mm -hmm. it's debilitating when it happens um, so things like that like I feel like it's really just being able to like see what is the right treatment for me and whether or not I can actually like deal with the symptoms within my lifestyle in a way that works and a lot of the time like our treatment is not as complicated as it needs to be. Um, but we feel like we have a high expectation of ourselves to be like a healthy person. And because it's, we can't do all of it, that there's no point in doing any of it, even though it can be personalized to you. 
sometimes my golden nuggets don't even make it into the cop podcast, but <laughs> that's okay. It's okay. But it's recorded, so we have it. So cool. <laughs> yeah, when you're a teenager, you go on the birth control pill for two reasons. You have acne or you're sexually active. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there's, there is some check-in, but then it becomes ultimately up to you. Yeah. And you don't really learn that much about what it's doing to your body, or you don't really learn about like what other options there are. And how, as you get older, your mental tricycle might not change until you go through menopause, but you want to be able to make sure that like the toxins in your body and the way that you're treating it aren't accumulating because you're stopping certain symptoms that could have been telling you things sooner on. So hundred percent. Yeah. And I mean, the biggest kind of drive for me to even get my period back was because when I was kind of diving into things and being like, what's wrong with me? Cause I'm not getting my period back. I kept running into like, if you're not getting your cycle and you're not, your hormones aren't cycling, you're more likely to get, um, what was it? Heart disease and one more mm-hmm. thing. Um, shit. What's the name of it? <laughs> it's when your bones are osteoporosis. That's yeah. what it is. So that I found really interesting. And I was like, well, I don't want those things later. So I'd rather have my period now. Yeah. That's the thing is how do we factor in healthy bones? How do we factor in like healthy levels of inflammation? How are we like our main goal when we feel pain isn't to make it necessarily go away. It's to absorb it. Like we need inflammation um, to be able to actually like um, see, like have healing. My brain's clearly getting very tired. (laughs) I was on a call like right before this too. And I was just kind of like, oh, so many thoughts coming out of my body right now. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. Go follow Jamie at The Movement Maven on Instagram and reach out to her or myself if you have any questions about what we spoke about. And of course, I will catch you on the next episode.